0: The boys are back in town. Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Pelicans taking care of business. How many songs can I do at the beginning of this?
1: Not enough. Not enough.
0: (laughs) We'll talk about that and why the lineup has to change. Has to. We'll talk about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Dallas Mavericks
1: are NBA champions.
0: great vibes, nice. great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes, yeah, great vibes, nice. no, sensational vibes. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for Locked On Podcast Network, and joining me as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the Weeback Boy, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You
1: locked on the seven and three Dallas Mavericks, third place in the Western Conference. Coming up on this pod, we're going to tell you why the Dallas Mavericks are headed to the NBA Finals behind Jason Kidd, Coach of the Year. Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> seven and three, though. Like, I mean, ten games into the season, twelve percent.
0: That's that's like what? Twelve percent of the season?
1: Seven and three. Um, yeah. I mean. I don't even know what to feel about it, but they're seven and three, and this I'm, is such a I'm, weird I'm, team. I'm, right, I'm happy now. about it. I'm happy about it.
0: It's such a weird team. We'll get into why it's maybe a weird team. We'll talk about the lineup. We'll talk about the game. We'll break that all down. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that LockedOn sent you. Also, thanks for making lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us. Right now.
1: Like and subscribe below.
0: All right. The Dallas Mavericks get the win over the New Orleans Pelicans. They take care of business. 108 to 92. They almost didn't take care of business. It got got hairy there for a little bit. No Zion. No Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans. So this was the classic. We're playing at home. The team that we're facing is borderline like a G League team. This is like a trap game, a trap game of all trap games for the Mavericks. They were able to pull this one out. Isaac, what was the biggest reason why the Mavericks pulled this game out and ended up getting the win?
1: Well, I think you first just have to go to the fact that they wore Navy accessories with their outfits, um, with their jerseys tonight. Normally we've seen white uh, sleeves, white headbands, white wristbands, uh, especially at home and with the statement jerseys. And tonight, they went with Navy. And I think it's the first time they have went with Navy accessories in uh, one to two years uh, possible. So I think you have to start there first. Shout out to equipment manager.
0: That's where we have to start right there?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's where I was going with it. I don't know what your notes look like, but that was what uh, my first note on the screen. Actually, one of my, my first notes was, could we take this Pelicans team and fuse it with this Mavericks team? And I think we would get like some, like the role players that we want on this Mavs team.
0: Look at that. We got, we're watching on look YouTube. You can see the navy sleeve right there for Brunson. Yeah. Navy
1: sleeve. They sent n- Let's navy go. leg sleeves. Just look amazing. But if you fuse this Pelicans team, like the active roster tonight with the Mavericks, would not not like, fill get, all the you holes. You
0: get Ingram and Zion and then no, no,
1: no, no, not those two guys.
0: Oh, just, I'm just the talking, guys that Just play. talking about
1: just talking about tonight. Like wouldn't Jonas, Temple, Josh Hart, like wouldn't all three of those guys? I mean, even Sateranski, like all four of those guys would be great on this match team.
0: I don't think Sateranski would play. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Jonas though, I, I think he would he would add something to the I freaking spot love team, that guy. Yeah, he I thought he was was pretty good. But all right. Josh let, Hart well, let's get it. let's get into this game. So the Mavericks they end up getting the win. I think the biggest reason why is because Jason Kidd finally went to Kristaps Porzingis at the five, and the two times that he did that and went to KP at the five, the Mavs went on a run. And both times they did that, they, they went on a run. They didn't play Powell. They didn't play Willie colley Stein. They didn't play uh, the Boban KP lineup, which we'll get into a little bit later. But Oof. when Kristaps Porzingis plays the five, meaning it's it's Luca Porzingis. Brunson and either Dorian Bullock, some combination of Dorian Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr. Those lineups play really well, and those are the Mavericks' best lineups. They just are. We've gone over in the past why they don't do that lineup forever, like don't do that lineup all the time, and it's because they they're trying to preserve Porzingis. They're not trying to get him, you know, hurt. They're not. They're trying to preserve him as much as possible so that he's not having to, you know, bang down low with Jonas, and he's not having to, to try and get boards against Jonas Valanciunas for an entire game, right? Instead of yeah. uh just the couple of stretches that he does out there. Instead, they'd rather have him guarding Josh Hart and being guarded by Josh Hart, which was one of the weirdest looking things in this game, but I mean KP was guarded by Josh Hart, who is 6-4, KP is 7-3. It was one of yeah. the weirdest looking things and to be honest, I don't think that he took advantage of that matchup very often in this game.
1: Well, I texted you. I, I was joking about it because you know, it was in the fourth. You know, the game was pretty much out of hand, and uh, you know, Luca threw it down. He like made it a point to throw it to KP, post up Josh Hart. And Harp said on the broadcast, he's oh, got, you know got to commend you know Luca on that for seeing the mismatch. I'm like, well, Hart's been on him the whole game, <laughs> so um, you know that, that's it's just something we've talked about with KP over the past few years that you know teams have been able to put smaller guys. I mean, I think Hart is a different level now. I was you know, going to say that
0: a, may be the smallest guy that's been able to hold KP.
1: Yeah, there's a difference, it, it, but it just shows you why, the, why didn't the Mavericks just post up KP every single time and say, all right, take advantage of the mismatch. Cause it hasn't been a mismatch, and he just hasn't been effective in that where we've seen KP be effective. And it, it's wild even looking at KP's like stat line tonight. It's like you watch this game. He went a huge stretch of the game where he didn't score, but he had a small stretch there in the first half. And when you did get, get some buckets, you're like, let's go. And you feel confident. And then at the end of this game, he had 12 points, eight boards. And you're like, well, dang. I thought, I, I thought this thing, I thought he would have at least 20. And it's like it felt like I don't know what that – says or means that it felt like a really good KP game and he only had 12 points but well
0: he, I, he has these stretches where he just looks really good right and he looks locked in and it looks like on defense he's it's such a big difference between Dwight and Willie at the five and KP at the five Porzingis has been much better defensively this year so far from what yeah. we've seen from him just being in the right spot contesting shots you know uh staying with guys that you know, a lot better this season, and uh, moving you know,
1: really well. I thought he moved really well in the Boston game, which obviously didn't get the chance to talk about it. Maybe we can talk about it tomorrow. I got some thoughts on it, but I've, he's been moving really, really well.
0: Yeah, and the moving when 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 the teams you know try pick and roll against the Mavericks, we've been the last couple of years, we've been like, oh, the Mavericks always like drop. They play drop coverage where, where KP doesn't step up to the ball handler. He'll 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 stay back a little bit. He's been able to hedge that and still drop, but he's been able to hedge that a little bit better because he's moving his feet better. And so you can see that. It's it's a tangible thing we can see so far from him. And so he has these moments where he blocks a shot on one end, throws a transition, you know, a pass out in transition to Tim Hardaway Jr. who then kicks it over to, to Bullock and it's just it starts things that are great in this game. He hits two threes in a row, then takes the heat check. You just start feeling moments. Momentum behind what KP is doing. He finishes the first half with nine points, five boards, an assist, and a block. And you're like, okay, feeling really good about him. And then you don't hear from him until that, you know, late in the fourth quarter, he finally hits that three. Where honestly, he hits the three and he like looks up to heaven and was like, finally, <laughs> yeah. finally, I hit another shot. Uh, and he just finished the game with 12 points. That was that was all he scored the rest of the game. Uh, but so yeah, but the Mavericks were able to get the win without him, you know being great down the stretch, but they did have that one stretch in the, in the second quarter where he was really good.
1: Yeah. I thought he he looked great in that. Like we said, he went kind of um, scoreless there for a while. And then, you know, towards the end of the game, uh, he came back, made a difference in in that stretch there. But I I think the story of the game for Dallas, I mean, gosh, maybe, I mean, you could push it for the season so far. Jalen Brunson, you can't hype this dude enough, but Just the bench unit as a whole. I mean, you look at, you know, I think it was uh, Tim Cato asked Jason Kidd after the game what he thought about plus minus and all of that. And uh, I have
0: thoughts about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, we'll leave that for that. But, you know, however you feel about plus minus, Brunson was a plus 26 tonight in 30 minutes of play. Like, that's pretty dang good. Frank was a plus 24 in 17 minutes of play. They're they're finding something with this bench unit. And as much as we liked Brunson starting and as much as I was surprised, honestly, that they went back to uh, Brunson coming off the bench, there is something to say about Reggie, Jalen, and Frank. I'm not putting Willie, cauley Stein in that group at all. <laughs> but those three guys, especially when Maxie comes back, there's something about like they're finding something in that second unit that's going to be huge for this team moving forward.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about True Bill. Do you know why free trials renew automatically? I'm sure you've, you've you know, subscribed to something and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I thought this was just a free trial and then a month later you get a bill. Uh, it's a business scam to get uh, out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Everything is subscription right now. We have a subscription for my dog right now. Like my dog has a subscription right now. that, that we're, We love it. It's been great, but uh, I have too many subscriptions at this point. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for a subscription you don't need, want or simply forgot about. Honestly, the other day I realized I was still getting Paramount Plus. I don't know why, but I was still subscribed to Paramount Plus. I need to get Truebill and on average people save up to $720 a year on Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Your Truebill concierge is there to help you when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Go download Truebill. It has over 2 million users helped save help save them over 100 million dollars. Go download Truebill and go to Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Also, check out Prize Picks, the best daily fantasy prop game on the market. You can go to Prize Picks right now and you can pick the over under for Luka Doncic. You can combine that with the over under for Lamar Jackson touchdowns or Dak Prescott touchdowns. Uh, you can pick the under on that one uh, because Cowboys, all that. PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. You can go there and combine all those, pick the over-unders on points, rebounds, all that kind of stuff. They'll give you basically the odds for it, and then you can win money. You can put in however much you want, and they'll tell you how much you can win. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. PrizePix.com. Use the promo code NBA and you will get a $100 match. If you put in $100, they'll match it. Again, PrizePix.com. Promo code NBA. Yeah. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into the rest of this game. So we've talked about KP. We talked about playing KP at the five. I'm sure we'll have more conversations as Jason Kidd continues to play these other line <laughs> these other lineups without yeah. KP at the five. But you mentioned that bench that bench unit. Uh, Brunson and Frank Ntilikina both talked to the media after the game. Usually that indicates that they had a good game. Frank Ntilikina had seven points in the first half. He finished with nine points, three boards, two assists, two steals that were that both I think led to fast break buckets on the other end. And he hit a three in this game. He had a great impact off the bench, and he, he's finally settling into a role with Dallas. He's in the ro- he's he's in the rotation now, which is not something I yeah. thought we'd be saying at the beginning of the season. So that says something that he's earned Jason Kidd's trust. And then Brunson, we've talked about him a ton. Seventeen points, four rebounds, six assists for him, and he led that that second unit. And he helped the Mavericks late in the game when he, he he's playing starter minutes, right? We should also yeah. be very clear about that. He played thirty minutes. Nobody else, even. a most of the starters didn't even play 30 minutes. So he's coming off the bench playing that six man role, but he's also finishing games, closing games out. That bench unit has been awesome. At least with those two guys in the backcourt,
1: man, I love the combination. I I think the front office, you know, as long as, as long as Frank, I mean, obviously we're 10 games into the season. And as long as this plate continues playing, playing out, Frank stays in the rotation. He stays having a solid season. Like they deserve a lot of credit for taking that, taking a swing at that. I mean, obviously, low risk. They high the Mavs room. front office. Yeah, front office in that because they looked at a guy and said, "Hey, you were a top ten draft pick, you know, just a few years ago. Why not throw a minimum contract? We want to establish defense." I thought one of the cooler parts we texted about it after the game, but during the post game press conference, you don't have these quotes, do you, or the clips?
0: Uh, I do not.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want <laughs> to spoil it unless you did. No, but. No. Reggie Bullock was talking to uh, you know the, the media and he was asked about Frank and about if he was surprised about seeing his you know seeing how well he's shooting right now and he's and of course he's not going to say he was but
0: I got the, I can read the quote right here Frank yeah. on no Reggie Bullock on Frank Nilakina. no I am not surprised Frank is a hardworking player I believe he never really got his opportunity in New York it is mm. so good as a teammate to be able to see him out there on the floor actually playing he worked hard for this moment and it's panning out for him.
1: I, th- I, lo- I love the second. I almost tweeted out the second quote of that once he said it, but I. It's one of those quotes like you need to get exact on on yeah. like exactly what he said because him say, I thought that was a, a telling sign or a telling statement of him saying I don't think he got that that opportunity that fair opportunity in New York and
0: because Bullock was there, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And so I think some Knicks fans would could hear that and be like, oh, we watched him play. Yeah, he got an opportunity. I think there's layers to that Bullock quote too of hey, the opportunity in this type of role, the opportunity to be able to have freedom when it comes to the offense. Maybe he didn't have that in New York, but I like that quote. And I like, you know, he's obviously playing with a confidence now that he hasn't had before. We're seeing him being able to do some things that we haven't been able to see him do in New York. And his shot looks so much more like, and you know, obviously I didn't watch every single minute of him in New York, but it does seem like his shot just seems so much more effortless to him this season. Not just confidence, but just I don't know. There's something I don't know if there's something in the motion, his mechanics they changed, but it looks so much more smooth.
0: I think it is confidence because he's taking shots that that sometimes we're like, all right, you're doing a little bit too much. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago where we're like, all right, Frank, doing a little bit too much, yeah. trying these pull up twos, but He hit a shot again tonight where he missed a corner three. I think Reggie Bullock got the offensive rebound. He kicks it back to Nilakina, who is not in three-point territory anymore. He's like a couple steps in, and he just pulls up and takes it. He's like, I'm confident in my jumper. I can take this shot right here. And I think that says a lot about the Mavericks coaching staff, the chemistry of this team, the trust that they show each other. Chemistry and trust and accountability are a bunch of words that Bronson was throwing around after the game, too, about this team. Um, but yeah, I think it shows a lot about him. And it, again, it's only been, we've only seen him for nine games this season. He's playing like 15 minutes a game, but, uh, we've seen some solid stuff out of him. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I, I love, I mean, we've talked about the combination between him and Brunson too, of this, having this, you know, this bigger defender, you know, his wingspan we've talked about it a million times was one of our biggest takeaways from media day when, you know, we got a chance to talk to him and, you know, him walking away. And it's like, Oh my gosh, your arms go past your <laughs> kneecaps. Like you get
0: high five me from like a different room.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's like Gumby or something like it, it's insane, but I'm happy for him. He seems like a super nice kid. And I mean, you really can't hype up Brunson. Oh, another thing about Frank Bullock said that, you know, he did like make a phone call. You know, he did reach out to him. He said when he had heard that, Frank was, you know,
0: in play for Dallas. (laughs) Yes.
1: In play for Dallas, you know, he reached out to him and was like, hey, I know what we're trying to build here in Dallas. Thought he would fit and bam, it happened. But to Brunson, I mean, there was just, I mean, I tweeted out a play. I tweeted out tonight of like, man, just a season about JB, but it wasn't even after he like scored or had a big play. It was just, Watching him orchestrate the offense, I think it was Bullock, if I'm not mistaken, who said, called him the head of the snake in the second yep. unit after the game tonight, too. He is just playing with a whole different mindset and whole different. I, yeah, I, I mean, everything that you wanted for Jalen Brunson this season, you're getting it right now. And it's, it's really impressive. I, I'm, it makes it such a fascinating situation to watch for him and Dallas and just that that tango between the two now of if he continues this throughout the season, how do they view him long term? I mean, I think that's a very valid question of there's two camps, right? And it's like, if you're pro Jalen in Dallas, you're like, heck yes, and secondary creator next to Luca, we got to lock him in. But JB, even if we're offering in the max amount, is he willing to take it right now? But then there's another side too, if you're not pro, like if you're like, oh, well now we have the young piece to put into a deal and like all that stuff. And it's like, it's just wild what we don't know what Dallas truly thinks about JB moving forward. And like we said before, even if they do really, really want him here, the balls in JB's court right now, for the most part, if they're sitting there saying, we'll give you the most money we can possibly give you, JB can just say, all right, cool. Like, I appreciate it. But I'm just going to wait until the summer and I can get way more money this summer as long as I continue playing this way this season. He can obviously come back to Dallas this summer, even if he's you know, under strict free agency. But still, it's just a fascinating situation to watch heading to free agency.
0: Yeah, he's the map's second leading scorer right now. He's the, he's the, the second, second best player on the team. He's clearly, like, clearly the second best player right now, for sure. Uh, and there was just moments in this game, I think in the third quarter, he dove on a loose ball. And just, just things like that. It feels like he's just on a different level than he was last year.
1: What about the uh, you know, <laughs> jump ball? And <laughs> they, they're they about to tip off, and he reaches up, and he pulls down Valanchunas' arm sleeve <laughs> just to, like, mess with him. And they were, like, laughing and stuff. And he, he's great. And, I mean, anytime he talks about him and Luca's relationship, he talked about it after the game tonight in the postgame presser of just how close they were, you know, are – coming to the league together, same draft, all of that stuff. And it's it's kind of crazy where they're at right now.
0: He talked about – after the game, he said a couple of interesting things. He's talked about earning the trust of of Luka Doncic, which I was on uh, Kevin Gray's show on, on YouTube. You can go to his channel. But uh, Luka, uh, Luka's trust is earned, right? It's earned yeah. from people. It's earned from coaches. It's earned from players on his team. Last year, Christoph Porzingis thought he had earned – the comp, the trust from Luca, and I don't think he got it. And I think that's where some of the frustration may have been from both sides. Jalen Brunson is earning that trust and has, you know, now he has he has earned it at this point. There are times when Luca will give the ball to Brunson and just go to the corner. That, and, that and is when not happening often. That is not happen often.
1: And when has JB had to earn a trust of a teammate? Because we're talking about a guy who's won at every level at Villanova. He won two national titles. Like he's been, I mean, he, won the Naismith Award like in, in college. This dude has won at the highest levels. And in college, it was he was in that spot, right? Like it was the yeah. teammates having to prove to him that I can trust, you know, that yeah. you can Mikhail trust Kill Bridges, you know.
0: earn my earn my trust.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he's running the show. He's the point guard. And now he steps into Dallas. He comes in with Luca. And now these past few years it's oh dang, I gotta prove to you know this top five, top six player in the world that I can play with you and play at a high level.
0: I think it's these these former players' son, like kids, that that kind of get that right. They're like, all right, they've 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 had to earn stuff, right? Because stuff hasn't been necessarily given to them. Because everybody on a court wants to take out, you know, Rick Brunson's kid, right, or wants to 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 pull down, you know, whoever, like uh, Michael Thompson's kid, Clay Thompson, right? They they all want to take that kid down. If you're playing like King of the Court or something like that. Uh, and I think that's where they earn that, and I, I think that's something Brunson has has really done his his whole life, and I think that he's he's doing it again, and he's proven it now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that second unit has been awesome. Brunson has been incredible. He continues to be the guy that makes it happen for the Mavericks. Let's talk about Luca. We haven't talked about him yet in this in this game. We'll talk about his contributions, the things that he does.
1: You want to talk about he- Willie?
0: The shots that he makes. And then we'll just give our game notes about some of the other players in this game. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning about your car? They're like, what about this? What about this? You don't know what your car is. You don't know what make and model, what year your car is. And you're like, No. You can just answer that at home on your computer. You can go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and you can write in locked on if, in there, how did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. If you find something there, you'll save time, you'll save money. You'll go there, you'll see everything just laid out for you. You can find stuff that maybe you didn't even know that you were looking for. You can find stuff that's just specifically made for your car, so go to rockauto.com. Again, see all the parts available for your car, truck right locked on And there. How did you hear about us box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. That works as bumper music too. <laughs> there you go. All right, Isaac, let's get into Luka Doncic in this game. Luka leads the Mavericks in scoring. hes It's kind of one of those things where we could lead every single show with Luka, <laughs> right? Yeah. He just, like, he makes all of this happen. He makes everything uh, possible. <laughs> Without Luka, this team would be looking a lot more like that Pelicans team <laughs> that the Mavs played tonight. Uh, he finishes the game with 25 points, 5-5. Five and five. He now has the most 25-5 and five games in Dallas Mavericks history, which is uh, insane to think about, to think yes, about already that he's at that point. But there are just times and moments where he just is like, I'm going to take like two or three shots in a row and just hit these. I'm going to hit really tough impossible shots around Jonas or out on the perimeter. And he's like, I'm just going to take over for a couple minutes.
1: Yeah, it looked like Garrett Temple was uh, chirping with him a little bit tonight. And Lucas is like, bro, you, you can't guard me at all. Like you're you're a fun like role player. You're a cool vet and people respect you, but you cannot even tie my shoelaces right now. And <laughs> I mean it felt like he could score on him whenever he wanted. And I like Garrett Temple a lot. Uh there was a moment in in the fourth, the game was already un, uh, you know over with and uh Valentinus got switched on him. And to see Luca's face and when Valentinus got switched, he just started laughing already. It looks like, you know, they clearly have a relationship. They I think they were dabbing up talking after the game and stuff. But I mean, he just started like laughing and he just started like doing between the legs back, backing up to the three point line, looking at, you know, Valanciunas and, you know, he just drains the three right in his face. And it just, that's just the entertainer. He is like he, he is. I think that's the best word since the day he stepped into the league. It's the best word. I think you can describe him as, as, you know, not just a basketball player,
0: but (laughs) everyone's a basketball player.
1: Take a drink. When Jason, yeah, Kidd calls that's, someone. Our,
0: that's our new thing after the game, Jason Kidd called Jalen Brunson. He's not a six man. He's a basketball player. When somebody asked him that question, it's, like, that's, it's our, a, that's <laughs> our new drink.
1: Word. It's our new drink. Nick and I've been texting about it. He uses a lot. Like in any time he talks to me, it's like either practice, post game, pregame, whatever it is. So uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy that, but he's an entertainer. That's just what Luca yeah. does. He's so much fun to watch and he controls everything on the floor. And I mean, yeah, I mean he had twenty five points tonight. Um case in point why, you know, plus minus isn't everything. He was a minus two tonight, uh, in that. But um, yeah, I mean ten of twenty one from the field and he was forty percent from three tonight, two of five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Mavericks are seven and three and he's like on average a minus seven and a half and plus minus on average for the season. So it's like this is just a weird so well, far the Ma- really. Mavericks weird as
1: a whole, they're what? Minus.
0: He's also third in the NBA in potential assists, and the Mavericks are basically wasting ten of Luka's passes per game. He should be leading the NBA in, in assists by a lot. Um,
1: I I do want to give a shout out to the guy who tweeted at us tonight and said, Hey, who would you rather have Reggie Bullock or Josh Richardson? Um I do I couldn't tell. I'm all about sarcasm on Twitter. I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or not. <laughs> I'm gonna bank I'm gonna write it up as sarcasm. Uh yes, Reggie Bullock. Um one hundred percent.
0: All right, let's go around the rest of the team. What are the other things we saw? Dorian finally hit a couple of threes. Really oh. good to see that. Bullock finally hit some threes. He was two of three. Dorian was two of four. Uh, we finally got to see that. We got Dwight, to see, Dwight
1: set some good screens.
0: Dwight did set some good... He had five offensive rebounds. I thought he had some really good offensive rebounds in this game. If we're going to say something positive about Dwight. He had some He's, good passes as well. He had three assists. Yeah. Outside of that?
1: I, I just... Th-
0: he, he missed did. three
1: threes. <laughs> I will say this: this is another way he helped the team. They got accustomed to leaving him wide open as the big, as the five man. Jackson Hayes, which Jackson Hayes, man, I, he's he struggles for me. <laughs> he, he just seems so lost, and it seems like he has so much athleticism, but he just seems he seems so lost out there. But. <laughs> he was guarding Dwight and just leaving him wide open, just giving him a million feet. I'm like, okay, right move. But then they bring in KP and he leaves him wide open. KP hits two threes. And it's like, <laughs> so thank you for, thank you to Dwight for getting the defense, like accustomed to how to guard the five to when you leave the game, then their are their mind is still there and it allows KP to be open for his two threes. So
0: he conditioned, he conditioned Jackson Hayes is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so, Willie should not play.
0: I was going to say, speaking of not knowing where you, where <laughs> you are at, at all times, Willie Colley-Stein had maybe the like the worst five minutes of basketball I think we've seen so far this season from somebody. He just was all over the place in those minutes. Some there was something going on, right? Like it's got to be. There's no way he was that lost out there, but he was just all over the place and stuff.
1: Moses should play over Willie. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I'm, it, I'm 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 there with you.
1: I'm just like, we're just at that point to where if Willie's going to get under 10 minutes, he got almost five minutes tonight. If he's going (laughs) to, if he's going to get five to eight minutes or something like that, like I I don't, I don't see the harm in throwing, you know, Moses out there. I mean, even Boban wasn't bad tonight in his eight minutes. Like Boban had some Boban plays smart out there, but I would, I would personally like to see I'm at the point now to where I, I don't understand if it's just five to seven minutes, why Moses doesn't get in over Willie?
0: Yeah. It's gotta be just a veteran thing at this point. Right. And Jason Kidd is a player and he understands that kind of hierarchy basketball player. He was a basketball player as well. Take a drink. Uh, but he understands that hierarchy stuff. And so I don't know, maybe he takes it a little bit too, too seriously. He's not like a, you know, cut and dry. He's definitely not like a stats coach. We, we learned about that after, (laughs) after this game. But, uh, He doesn't, he's not just going to go to the young guys really quickly. Um, Other guys that stood out?
1: Uh, Josh Green had a great 46 seconds in this game. (laughs) Him and
0: Moses. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We haven't talked about Tim. Tim had 17 points, six boards, four assists for Tim. He's just fitting into the offense. He was four of five from three. His jumper is just, I mean, he had some shots in this game where you're like, ooh.
1: I don't think I've ever jumped hot like, I don't think I've ever jumped as high on that he does on a jump shot if anything in my life. Yeah, I don't think that like a running of us could. start. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, but he he jumps so high on his jump shots, and I love it every time.
0: He's just really fitting into the offense, and uh, it's, it's when great he to has see.
1: the swan, the swan threes to where like you know how Luca makes the passes sometimes, and he like has fun with it, and he just like does his arms out, and it's like the swan passes, and he really you know makes it. And he's entertaining. Tim almost has the swan like threes to where there's times where Tim hit, you know, shoots these shots and he knows it's good. And he like pulls his arms down so fast. I love those threes. Sign me up. Hook them up to my veins. They're, they just look <laughs> so good.
0: It's like almost, he does the ninja run, right? Where he throws his arms back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He almost does that. that not as quick? much as, not as much as jet used to do with the, with the airplane
1: thing. No, not as much as that. But the last thing I was going to say is more of a collective as a team is, This is the fourth time this season. I tweeted after the game. Fourth time this season, they held a team under 100 points. They're four and zero when they've done that, and I get it. It's the Pelicans. Their best player tonight was was like,
0: say, how much do we count this?
1: Like (laughs) Nick, Nick could have suited up and been the sixth man, but I,
0: I could have played Josh Green's minutes. Absolutely, could have done that.
1: Um, but realistically, they've already done it four times this season, and I get all the stats across the league. I get their strength of schedule in those four games they've won all four games they won't they only did that 13 times last year so they're well on their on a pace there to uh move and go past that 13 game mark i i'm not saying it like i obviously tweeted out tweet out the record it's funny it's everything like i get all the things about it the bad record and Hey, Jalen Brown didn't play. And hey, Ingram and Zion didn't play. And hey, we could play Denver without Jokic possible. Like there's all this different stuff. We haven't we haven't played some of these teams with the players and strength of schedule. I get all of that. But I do think there's something. It's not everything, but I do think it's something. I do think the defense is a little bit better this year. 10 games in. I I am impressed by it. I do think they're trying harder. Uh there's just something the, about the defense I like better.
0: It here's it's two things. The personnel is a little bit better. You bring in Sterling Brown, you bring in Reggie Bullock, bring yeah. in Frank Nilakino, right? He gets some he gets play as well. Uh Luca's been solid. Porzingis. That's been the big difference. The way he can move his feet, I think, has been that's I mean, been he missed that's like been five the, games, though. That's been the, I mean, but in the games that he's played as well. Okay. Uh in those games, that's been the big difference to me. At least if we're talking about just marginal differences, those are the things. And then Obviously opponent, right? <laughs> Because, like, you talked to I mean, the, the opponents the maps have played so far have not been maybe the best of the best.
1: Don't tell. Uh,
0: and it, yeah, like, 110 offensive rating for the Hawks, 120 offensive rating for the Nuggets in that game, 135 offensive rating for the Heat in their game. Even that Celtics game, the, the Celtics had 114 offensive rating. So um, those are all really good, and those are the only, like, good teams the maps have played so far and they did not defend them very well.
1: Yeah, and I mean coming up, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow night but coming up on Wednesday, another you know, big test, you know, like they play Chicago in Chicago. Chicago just beat, you know, Brooklyn by over 20 points, you know, last night. Big win for them. They they look legit and once again, if Dallas walks in there, plays another good team, like they played Miami and, you know, Atlanta and all and get smacked, I, you know, everybody's going to be like well, crap. Like, what, we, you know, is this who we are? We lose against the good teams.
0: This next stretch coming up is massive, I think. The Mavericks play uh, the Bulls on Wednesday, Spurs again Friday, and then Nuggets on Monday. Nuggets may be like, the Nuggets may be another like Pelicans game because Jokic may be suspended and Michael Porter Jr. may be out with a back injury. And that game may just be like complete. But then. At Suns, at Suns, at Clippers, at Clippers, and then also Washington and the Cavs are not like pushovers either. But those four games in a row, Suns, Suns, Clippers, Clippers, those—that's a big test, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it's a huge part of the. I mean, we'll we'll learn a lot about this team through that
0: stretch. Absolutely, that's four. That's the Mavs will play. Yeah, the, their next six out of set six out of seven games are on the road too. Huge. It's a yeah. huge test for the Mavericks. So we'll talk about that. We'll have post-games after every single one of those shows. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. Now go listen to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd just killing it, making your money on Daily Fantasy, doing great stuff. He's the GOAT of it. Go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown On Go!